We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Talking Buffalo Podcast. You know what, dude? I, I, I've said this before. Casual Friday, Joe Yernan's with me. I am so over this stupid intro. A, I can't come up with, I can't come up with anything catchy. I've been saying this for, what, two years now? I still have yet to come up with anything catchy. And I just, who gives a shit about the intro? You know what podcast, <laughs> you know what podcast this is. If you're listening, you know who I am. If you're at the schedule Friday, if you're tuning in, you know who Joe Yurden is. You know, it's part of the Blue Wire Network. You know, I'm going to thank you for tuning in today. Blah, blah, blah. I just want to, <laughs> it would be nice <laughs> to just hit record and just start talking like we're at a bar or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm so over this stupid shit at the beginning of the show every week, man. <laughs> Are you just over the? Are you just over the, the the music coming in, or is it just like doing the introduction, just being like, "All right, hey everybody, welcome back." Blah 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 blah. I'm over the robotic introduction. The same thing every episode. Which, again, if you're cool, you got a cool catchphrase or something like that, something that's really memorable that sticks out, then that's cool. You know, like a lot of yeah. the TV talk shows. Hey now, you know what I mean? There's all there's yeah. always be something cool, something memorable. Oh, mine's just like, hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? What's was up? that a uh, was that a Gary Shandling show? Yes, it was. Reference? Oh yes, my god, it was. thank you. That's um, <laughs> that's I, I I know Hey Now like from that, but I know it more from it being used on the Howard Stern show as a clip constantly. Yeah, like it just it just got like burned into my brain, and I was just like, I was like, okay. So like even uh, my buddy Bill Hoppy and I like we'll, we'll just bust it out every now and again. Just like, hey now, hey now. <laughs> Plus, on top of everything else, Joe, so we've been, I mean, God, I, we could do the audio version of this in our sleep at this point. But now we're doing video stuff. I still call it video elements because I don't know if the whole entire episode is going to drop on YouTube or or just clips. But hitting, doing the audio version is pretty goddamn easy, man. You hit record, you start talking. Video stuff, I'm looking around at these graphics and I'm still kind of getting used to it. It's a little bit intimidating. I want to make sure I don't mess up. But it's fun. It is fun to do. It's nice for uh, for uh, for watchers if they want to watch to have an alternative. Because again, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Some people just don't want to accept a podcast. The audio version of podcast, some people just, oh, it's a podcast. Some people still don't know that shit, man. But you put a YouTube link up and, and it gives people, everybody knows YouTube. You know, so I like doing the video. It's fun. I'm just still a little bit rattled. I'm still kind of feeling my way around all this, you know. I listen. I I saw you were you were kind of giving yourself a hard time 
on Twitter about uh, about putting the 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 tripod up for for. Uh, well, that was inexcusable. All right. Well, well I mean. Yeah, okay fine like but like cut yourself a little bit of slack like for everyone i mean i get you want to send yourself up you want to you want to be like just or you want to like self-flagellate and just be like i'm such an idiot i can't believe i did that because listen listen pal i do it constantly i do that to myself all the time just like ah, if i wasn't such a bonehead i would have done this blah 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 but like be nice to yourself, man. You're 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 new to this. You're you're getting started. Like, just mm. cut yourself a little bit of a for break. people who are uh, who don't know what Joe's talking about. We did an episode. I did an episode with Matt Marino and John Scott that just dropped on Wednesday. We did a Finer Wings Club um, taping at Imperial Pizza on Tuesday, and it was fun, man. Me, Matt Marino, John Scott. Matt Marino's wife was there too. That she was what an awesome, awesome woman she is. A lot of fun. But anyway, so we had our wings. We did our show. You know how Final Wings Club go. And what I did is I had a tripod with uh, the camera on it. And instead of putting the tripod tall, like near the end of the table, I was lazy. And I just set it right at the end. And every time one of us hit the table, which Matt Marino did that like every two minutes, he'd make a point, he'd pound and hit the table. The camera would go <laughs> shaking. And it was really bad, man. But it was fun, man. And by the way, for everyone listening right now, I want to say that we are taping this late Wednesday night. So if any crazy shit goes down on Thursday, Joe and I don't know about it. So that's why if we're not talking about it for a casual Friday. One thing, though, before we jump into some Bills and Sabres stuff, and I got a lot of stuff I want to get to today, including our 75 draft, which this week, Beatles songs, man. This is going to be really good. I mean, a lot of fun because there's like 10 million songs with the Beatles that we could choose from. Um, the weather. You know, I've been bitching all for what? How many weeks now? How bad it is today? Wednesday. Again, we're taping this Wednesday night. What gorgeous out, man. It was like 42, 43. I am that bear who hibernates when it's cold. But this bear was out today, man. I went all over the place. I got my car wash. Even though my the car wash probably cost more than what my car is even worth. I mean, I have a t- complete piece of shit car. But it was dirty. So <laughs> I went. I got a car wash. I went to Home Depot. I went grocery shopping. Uh, I took care of all kinds of shit today. It was so good. And I was reminded of being back in Buffalo, what it's like to, and in Florida, I'd be like, God, this is so silly. It'd be 40, 42 years old or 42 degrees out. People walking around with no jackets. Some mm-hmm. people even shorts and shit. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Now I remember. Now I get it. It's like, I I could have went swimming today. I was so happy to have it be this nice out, man. <laughs> I uh, I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of run on my tweet. Like, hey, it's it's forty in Buffalo. Who's who's opening their pool? And <laughs> it didn't get a lot of people like responding to it. It was just everybody favoring it, which I was like, that's a sign of a good tweet. That's, yeah, that's how I knew it did. It is a but good like, tweet. The, you mentioned the people in shorts. I was like, and I'm thinking. I don't know, man, the shorts and the hoodie thing. Like that's a big Jeremy white thing is shorts and the hoodie weather. Like that's, that's like his favorite wet weather, but shorts and a hoodie is a thing for, uh, there's, there's a, there's a subset of dude in Buffalo that will wear shorts and a hoodie, no matter what the temperature is. If, I mean, certainly not in summer, well, maybe in summertime, but like, even if it's like 20, 15 degrees out, I'll, you could still go to Wegmans. You could still go to someplace and just see some dude be like, yeah, whatever. It's just a short trip to the store. So I'm just all I'm wearing. I'm like, bro, like I'm freezing. I got like my parka on, man. Like I can't, I can't deal with that. Like shorts and a hoodie. Get out of here, dude. Like that, <laughs> that, that's, it, 
if anything was ever to tip off that you're from Buffalo, it's where it's some dude wearing a shorts and a hoodie. And it could be cargo shorts, could be any shorts, probably cargo shorts though. But like, it, it, like that's the dead giveaway. Like he's like, oh, where's the, you can light up 10 people in a certain kind of weather. And then you see a dude in shorts and hoodie be like, where are these people yeah. from? He's from Buffalo. like that guy's from Buffalo. That, <laughs> no doubt about it. That guy's from Buffalo. And it's, you know, it doesn't have to be because he's wearing, you know, a Bill's mafia sweatshirt or anything like that. It could it'd just be no, no description, no descriptive clothes. Just that's that guy. That guy's from Buffalo. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I'll tell you what, I want to jump right into some bills talk here. And I kind of want to, here's what I want to do. I'm going to play a clip from Wednesday's show. Again, this was a taping that I had at Imperial Pizza with John Scott and Matt Perino. And I thought it was a really good topic, but we didn't spend a lot of time on it, or enough time, I should say. And I kind of want to piggyback off after this clip. I want to come back with you and get your thoughts on this and, and add some stuff as well. It was involving the process with the Buffalo Bills. And for years now, it's been about trusting the process and steps. You know, you got to do this, this hurdle. Then this year there's this hurdle and so on and so forth. And then you look at some other teams and how they're being built and the success that they have. So anyway, what I want to do and go, this is a good three minute, 20 second clip or something. This is from Wednesday's show. I'm going to play it right now. And then as soon as this clip's over, we'll come right back. And I want to get some of your thoughts on that. So here's this clip again, Wednesday's show from Imperial Pizza, John Scott, Matt Perino. And it's like even the greatest quarterbacks, Russell Wilson hasn't been back. And, and by and large, Seattle, I know not as much now, but Drew Brees. So you look at the greatest quarterbacks of the past 20 years, not named Tom Brady, that by and large usually had really good teams that made the playoffs year in and year out. And they couldn't even make it even back to the Super Bowl. I'm not even talking about winning. They just had really hard times. Now, yes, Tom Brady played a large part in that in regards to like Manning and some of these other people, but he was in the AFC. So what does that say for Rodgers? What does that say for Breeze? What does that say for some of the, for Russell Wilson? So that's where just in general, even if the Bills had won this year, it's just, and you hear players and coaches say it, and it's true. It is so hard to win and not just win games and win divisions. It is so hard to get to the Super Bowl and win it. And that's why like, I really appreciate what the Rams have done. They're like, I don't need to look at a five, six-year window with all of these first-year picks. Because even if I follow this traditional pattern of building a team, that doesn't guarantee that I'm going to reach, even have an opportunity to get to this game mm-hmm. year in and year out. So just let's push all of our chips in the middle say screw the first round picks i don't need to wait a year or two or guess that this guy at pick 25 or this guy at 29 is going to be good i know what jalen ramsey is i know what von miller is i know what matthew stafford is don't listen to matt perino about it but like i know who (laughs) these guys i know who these guys are i don't know for sure what they are that's why when people are like oh stefan diggs and justin jefferson are the same I don't care if Justin Jefferson's cheaper and productive for where the bills were and where the bills are. And in that situation, taking the, what you know about Stefan Diggs of what you might have out of a Justin Jefferson or someone else, the bills made the right decision. And just to go overall, you don't know 
even when they bring the entire team back from a year ago that made the AFC Championship game. They didn't make it any farther. And you don't know as good as Josh could be an MVP candidate for the next 10 years. Who knows, even with that, if they'll ever have this opportunity again. Just something quick before we move on. I want to get this in. Part of what's made the Rams, it's not Stafford related. We don't have to cover that. <laughs> Part of what's made the Rams play in all this and how they built it, what Les Need has done out there, is it's almost been a a vote of confidence for Sean McVay. Like, we're going to get Sean McVay a bunch of pieces, right? Defensively, or but more so offensively. Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Matthew Stafford, they went out and traded guys for him. Who's Brandon Bean going to do that for, for Sean McDermott? He, he, all he talks about is like the one eleven and like not valuing the one guy. Whereas I feel like Sean McVay got to the point where he's like, yeah, get me a good quarterback. Cause Jared Goff stinks. Like when are we going to get to the point where Sean McDermott gets an, a game changing elite pass rusher? Cause guess what? Respect the process. I respect the rotation. You need one. I think that's something that we figured out at this point. So if they continue to neglect that, that also gives me even greater questions about the potential of this regime to win a Super Bowl. All right, I'm back with Joe Yurden. So, again, that, that was John Scott. That was Matt Perino. What, by the way, big shout-out again, Imperial Pizza. Thanks, guys. Food was great. Great show. A lot of fun. But you heard that clip right there, and, and you know the topic right now. It's about teams like the Rams that really push their chips all in, and the guys talked about it a little bit, signing – or, or trading for Jalen Ramsey and trading for Stafford, signing Odell Beckham, trading for Vaughn Miller, trading for Sony Michelle. You look at the Rams draft picks, Joe, over the next uh, couple of years I got in front of me. They don't have a first, a second, or a third round pick next year. They don't even draft. They're not even scheduled to draft until the fourth round. And then the following year in 2023, no first rounder because of Stafford and no fourth rounder for Sony Michelle. So they don't have a first round pick for the next two years, no second this year, no third this year, and no fourth next year. You look at a team like that, and I mean, they push it all in, and they're in the Super Bowl. And you look at the Buffalo Bills, Joe, and it's like, look, now had they, we're not for 13 seconds, and they go on to beat Cincinnati, you know, maybe it's a different narrative today. Maybe it's a different tone. But you look at this team, and it's like, all right, they went to the championship last year. They lost in the divisional round this year. Guys like Ed Oliver, they're drafting, they're developing. Dawson Knox, these guys have become really good players. Tremaine Edmonds. But it's taken them two, three, four years. It's that process, whereas other teams are just saying, screw it. Tampa Bay's another great team or, or a candidate that I'm talking about here. Tampa Bay, two years ago, they went all in, man. They get Brady. They get Grock. Um, Antonio Brown, they bring in. who It worked out last year, not so much this year, obviously. But point being is they sign guys short-term deals, and they're going to go to Seattle or Cap Hell for it in the next couple of years. But they push their chips in, and they won a Super Bowl. The Rams are in the Super Bowl. There's a case to be made. Do you agree? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But do you think that there's a case to say, hey, man, you got a great team. You got a quarterback like Josh Allen. Let's just go for it now and worry about the future in the future. What do you think? I think once you get get to the point where you've got your main pieces in place and you've got your main characters for, for what you, what you want to get done, I think it, once you got that in place, like, the process is done. Like you've, you've, you've baked the cake. Now you got to frost it. Like yeah. that, that to me is, is where that's at. And I mean, to me, the bills are the, the cakes baked, you know, they, they need, you know, 
I don't think they need a little bit more sugar in there. I don't think they need, you know, need to fluff it up anymore. They need, they need to frost this baby. They need to get it done. And to me, that's you, you, you know what your holes are. You know what your, you know what your problem areas are. It should be simple enough to figure out ways to get that taken care of. And, you know, if your process is, you just want to, if you want, if you just want to keep drafting guys and hope that, they'll pan out and they'll, they'll fill those, fill those holes the way that you, that you hope that they will. Okay. Uh, but the process might continue for a long time and then you might not get to finish your process. And then, right. Then the next guy's the next guy up is, is, is rebuilding it in their image. You know, yeah. like that, you know, I, I mean, I, I made fun of the bills for stealing the whole trust the process thing from the 76ers. And I, and at the time when they, you know, McDermott kept running with that. Well, it's a process. Trust the process. Like, like, dude, you're stealing that from a team that is still in their process. Like, and they still are. Sixers ain't one shit. Like, <laughs> right. they, you know, like Joel Embiid was injured for like two years straight, and he's great. Like, he's an MVP guy, but like, I don't know. Like, can they can they get out of the East? Can they get out of the? Can they get out? Can they get past the second round in the playoffs? Can they get out of the? Can they get to the finals? Like, I don't know. I don't know. They should like it. Should be easy enough for them, but they don't. Like it's it's not easy with the Bucks in your way, but like, but like that that's the spot the Bills are in to me. Like, do you want to be the 76ers? Do you want to keep losing to the Bucks or or the Cavs or whoever on the way? You know, on the way the Raptors. Like, you know, like you can be there. You can be comfortable with the way you're doing it. But if you're not punching your way through, it doesn't matter. Like it, you don't get credit for for making it so far and you know, getting pats on the back. Like that's bills have been down that road already in the nineties. Like you, you, you don't, you don't get parades for finishing, for making it to the super bowl every year and not winning. Like that's, that's I, I although I think the bills to get a parade the one year, but it, it, listen, that, that that's a whole other thing, but like it's, you, you got like, once you're in a spot where you're like, okay, we can win this. And you, like you're saying, we can win this, make it happen. Like, just don't sit there and be like, well, you know, I don't know, maybe we can do this. Like, if the Bills, like the Bills, they, they need an edge rusher. Like, that's 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 a big thing they need, right? Sure, absolutely. Are, are you going to sit there and say like, well, maybe this, maybe next year is the year AJ Epinesa breaks out. Are you going to, like, are you comfortable with doing that? Shouldn't be. Like, you know, people are already kind of getting fed up with, with uh, Terrell Edmonds, like, or uh, Tremaine Edmonds, or... Man, my brain is fried tonight. I've been, I've been writing. I've been doing all sorts of stuff. Forgive me. But like, do you want to sit there and say, you know, cough up a big contract for him, you know, going into his last year? Are you, are you looking ahead and saying like, this is the process. We drafted him. He's 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 good. You know, maybe he's not as good now. But, you know, our process said we got to stand by these guys. Like, good boy. Do we, that? We like, talked do about you, that. You feel yeah. like you owe it to these guys to to keep them around and say like, no, you've put your time in. You've earned it. We're going to keep you here until, till we win it. We think, you know, like no, may, you know, cinch it. Like get it done. Like the Rams, like yeah. If they don't win it this year, good luck. Like you better, you better make it next year. You better get it done in the next year or two because Stafford's not getting any younger. You know, Von Miller. Who knows what happens with him? Like you know, Jalen Ramsey's not. You know, his yeah. They are can't afford. They, like, they're not. They can't afford all those contracts long term. Right. It kind of poses the question, though. I think the Bills, and it's not a secret here, the Bills are being built to be good for the long haul. And maybe everything comes together in a year and they go to and they win a Super Bowl. 
but you draft, you develop, you get guys on cheap deals, you develop within your own system, you reward and you resign your own guys. That's the formula to have a good team for a long time. But are you doing ever are you going all in? Are you doing everything you can do right now when you have a quarterback who look, you don't even have to be a Bills fan at this point to say Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the mm-hmm. NFL. There's very few guys in the NFL you want as your quarterback right now, today in 2021 going or 2022 going in to next season and beyond. There's very few quarterbacks that you want more than Josh Allen, if any, at this point. Are you maximizing every asset, everything you could do to win right now? Like you just said, and we talked about this earlier this week on the show. The Bills, look, they need a pass rusher, man. The pass rush has to be better. Mm-hmm. Are you willing at this point? Jeremy White on WGR talked about earlier this week. Would you trade a first-round pick for an impact veteran draft or a pass rusher? Hell yeah, you should. Will Brandon Bean? I don't know. Because you have these contracts and these guys that you're developing and you're rewarding these own guys. Again, the Bills, as long as Josh Allen's playing at a good level, the Bills are going to be good for 10 years. But are they ever going to completely maximize their opportunity to win a championship? The Rams might be complete shit in three or four years. But if you're a fan of a team, Joe, would you rather be? And I'm asking this as a question. Forget about just the Bills. Just mm-hmm. You're your Detroit. I can't ask you this about the Lions. Say, you, you would never know. Skewed this. view. <laughs> let's pretend. Let's pretend you like a different team. Okay. If you had your choice, <laughs> would you rather have a team that might not be the best team in the league, but they're going to consistently be a contender? They're going to consistently be in the playoffs or at the very least in the hunt. Or do you want a team that three, four years down the road, this team might go to complete shit because they're going to be in salary cap hell? And it'll be like the 2018 Bills where the GM has to come in and get rid of a bunch of contracts, eat dead cap money, trade away players for picks in the future. But you have a, even just a one or two year window to win a Super Bowl. Like, wouldn't you, would you rather win one Super Bowl and then suck for the next five years? Or would you rather be good for six or seven straight years? Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what was it? Banner, was it banners fly forever? Isn't that the statement? Yes. Like- yeah, yeah. Isn't that not how it goes? Like, I, yeah, made, what what glory is there in being really good for five or six years and being like, oh, just ah, rats just missed out. Oh, darn. Like, Bills were really good for like 15 years. And what it get, you know, what it get them, you know, like, it didn't get that, you know, okay, we won a division, you won a conference. Cool. Like, those are neat little banners. It's not the big banner. That's not that's not the big prize. You're not carrying the Lombardi trophy out after that. Like, no, like, you know, teams don't vacate titles, <laughs> you know, like you're not going to get a title handed down to you like that. Anyhow, it works. If you if you're in a position to win the title, go get it. Like do put yourself in the in the position where you can you can maximize everything the best way. This goes back to our talk last week about Gronkowski, where people were thinking like, I don't know if you bring him in, you know, the Trey White, never mind the Trey White thing. But like, if you're thinking like, yeah, but we got Dawson Knox, we're fine. Like what, what would it do to Knox if we bring in Gronk? Like, I don't know, make the team better. Like, uh, like <laughs> give, give you another guy who's uh, a Hall of Fame, future me. Hall of Famer. Like, I don't know. It, it's, it's like looking at something like having that option in front of you and saying like, nah, I, th- I think we're okay with what we got. You know, it's kind of what the bills did at the trade deadline. Like they had holes and they didn't do anything to, to address them. Yeah. And what happened? 
those became problems later on. So yeah, no, if you got the chance to win a title, freaking go get it. Like just, I, I can live with my team going for it when they've got the opportunity to do it. And you know what? Honestly, salary caps, if, if teams in the past, like the Cowboys and Niners of the past, and you know, every good team now has proven salary caps, kind of a myth. And the teams that have been like, you know what? Screw the cap. Let's just go, go after it. They've won. Like the saints did it. Like they they're in cap hell forever, but they got a title. Music to Joe cool, from Queens Airs. You know? Music to Joe from Queens Airs. He says that all the time. He hates the salary gap. He thinks it's all bullshit. I'm glad you brought up the trade deadline this year because I maintain this. I think Brandon Bean, for all the good things he's done, I think they dropped the ball by not going out and getting another pass rusher. This pass rusher past season. Lineman. I'll tell you yeah. what. Maybe it doesn't come down to 13 seconds if they had another impact defensive end because I like Gregory Rizzo. I like Boogie Basham. They got good futures potentially. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. Their future ain't right now, especially Boogie Basham. You could have went out and got somebody like a Melvin Ingram, like the Chiefs did. Could have made a mm-hmm. difference. You know, we're talking about mock drafts. Guys you could have had for free just sitting there to Pretty help much. your team out. You're Pretty like, much. Nah. Pretty much, man. And I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of, you know, this is almost mock draft season. After the Super Bowl, it becomes mock draft season. And my mock draft, if things go the way I want, I won't be having one because the Bills won't have a first-round pick. <laughs> go out and get yourself either an elite receiver or more importantly than a receiver, a pass rusher. That's number one, a corner, or get a receiver, a guy like Calvin Ridley, somebody like that. In fact, I was talking mm-hmm. about that a little bit on Twitter. This is the time to be the Rams right now because mm-hmm. you have Josh Allen one more year and then his contract kicks into like $40 million a year. This year, 2022, He's got a relatively cheap deal, at least by the rest of his contracts, like 16, 17 million. Very uh right, you know, affordable. Ed Oliver, you're gonna give him his fifth year option. If if he's going to stay here and he's becoming a star, you're gonna have to pay him. But you can get another year of a decent wage out of him. If you do want to extend Jermaine Emmons, which I'm not quite sure they're gonna want to do that. But this is a year where it's semi-affordable. I mean, he's already guaranteed the money for 2022 unless you trade him now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this is the year where you have an opportunity to go get one or two big time pieces. Kind of, you're you're being you're you're a buyer now. Now I know Brandon Bean yeah. said he, he doesn't like being flashy and free agency to like to fill holes. Got to change the mindset, Joe. Yeah, got to change I, the mindset because to me it's it's there's not going to be a better time for the Bills to win a Super Bowl. Well, quite frankly, this year was I thought the year. And, time, and next yeah. year, where you got Josh Allen on a reasonable, mm-hmm. again, a reasonable salary, you're going to keep the core. They're not going to really lose anyone of real big significance. Nobody like, they're not losing a, a Mike Hyde because they can't afford him or a, or a Stefan Diggs. You know what I'm saying? They're going to mm-hmm. they're gonna have some losses and they'll have a couple of games, but you're, you're not losing a player that's that important. This is the, that might not be a story in two years from now, two years from now. You got Jordan Boyer. You got Dawson Knox. You got Singletary. You got a lot of good players that are going to be free agents, man. Yay, not this year. This is do or die this year as far as I'm concerned. I'm not saying this is the only year they can win the Super Bowl. Right. But this is the year to be all in. It has to be. This is the year they can. This is the year they can really strike because this is the last year they're going to have a lot of fun money to throw around. And it's not a lot of money, but it's fun money because, you know, because Allen's contract is the, you know, starts up next you know the following season and they can free up a lot of money this off season too in the next handful of weeks as well right so. but like you know you're you're focusing pretty sizable chunk of your cap 
for your quarterback. So right. if you're if you're thinking is and this I don't know if this is like part of the process thought is that like, well, we got to keep drafting well and keeping those costs down because we know we're paying at least one guy a fuck ton of money. And we're probably going to be paying a couple other guys, you know, not as much, but like pretty sizable amounts to make sure that they're that they're you know part of the cornerstone here. Um, because, you know, if, obviously, if you draft well and you develop them, then cool, you're saving money for a few years. That that's nice. But if you if you don't strike this year and you don't hit it and you don't win it, that gets a little bit more difficult as years go on because i mean yeah you might you'll be able to get guys to sign on discounts because you'll be a threat to win the super Bowl. you know you'll be a contender every year right uh, ideally but like those guys don't always come cheap you know like the the guy that could be the piece that puts you over the top that guy's gonna realize it and he's gonna be like hey man you gotta pay me like that's that's how this works but like you know, if you can be, if, if you have the most flexibility this year, just use it, you know, just make sure you can make sure you can get one because you never know when that window is going to close or if things change in the conference or in the league or, or whatever, like that's like, if you know, you've got it, you've got the shot to do it now, go for it because you don't know when it's going to change. All it takes is, is, is a horrible injury or some, some other guy takes off and some team figures are crap out. And they, then suddenly you've got a new contender to deal with. They might cause you more problems. You know, it's it's always something. It's always going to be something. But like right now, you're one of the alphas. Like that's that's where they're at. The Chiefs and the Bills are the alphas. Everybody else is kind of sub that right now. You know, like yeah, you know, bang, Bengals. You know, Bengals are fine. They're, they're fine. But like, all right, if if you're going into if you're going into the like the final four of the AFC and you've got your choice between like Cincinnati, like you've got, you know, blank team. You've got to choose one of these three other teams to play to get to the conference championship. You got the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals. Who are you picking? You're picking to play the Bengals every time. I, you know, no, listen, I know, you, you, you know, any given Sunday and all that crap, but like nobody's going out of their way to pick to play against Buffalo. Nobody wants to play Kansas City. It's like you end up playing them and then hope you can do it right. Yeah. Well, again, to my point, or not my point, to John Scott's point, when I played that clip earlier, he ran off a lot of good quarterbacks, man. Aaron Rodgers and, and Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, especially Brees and Rodgers. How many Super Bowls did they get to? And these are some of the greatest quarterbacks yeah. ever played a game, ever. Yeah. Maybe some of those teams, like even this year with the Green Bay Packers, they could have went out and they, they had an opportunity to get Odell Beckham Jr. And they didn't. They let him go to the Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't really, they didn't make any major moves either. So they didn't do everything they could to maximize the potential of their quarterback. And, and I hope the Bills do. I, I really do because, again, this is a this is a good team. But I'll say this. In fact, you know what? Here's what I want to do. I'm going to take a really quick break, come back in about 20 seconds, and then I want to talk one more thing about the Bills because this is the thing that I'm worried about. Well, two things. We just talked about one of them, and that's not having this all-in mentality. You and I both agree that it's time for them to have that mentality. But there's something else that I'm worried about with this team, and we're going to talk about that in about 20 seconds. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm back with Joe Yurden. So here's the other thing, too. And, you know, I don't want to sound corny about this, but I'm being serious. I'm concerned about the the mindset of this team after losing in the way that they did to the Kansas City Chiefs in that 13 seconds. The heartbreak. You know, we talked about this on the show earlier this week, too. That resiliency term that was synonymous with Marv Levy and the Bills back in the Super Bowl years, losing the way they did in an unbelievable fashion, the New York Giants, the first Super Bowl, Super Bowl 25. And it was just, it was crushing. It was heartbreaking. And we wondered back then, Bills fans said, anyway, is this team going to have what it takes to get back? Is this going to demoralize them? The answer ended up being no. They were a resilient team who kept coming back, (laughs) coming back to the point where, and they'd get beaten in the Super Bowl where, National media people were literally begging the Bills. Mike Lupica, I'll never forget. He would he would beg somebody to beat the Bills in the AFC playoffs mm-hmm. so they didn't have to see them in, in the Super Bowl. But my point was that was a resilient team. We don't know with this team. Losing the way they did mentally could have an effect. Now, John, on the show earlier this week, talked about, you know, they're going to have some new blood. They got, already got some new blood with the co- new all-line coach and, and things like that. And also some new players that will kind of – you know, make it feel a little bit different, but that shit's lingering. And it's kind of like, and again, at the risk of being corny, you, you, you love somebody and it doesn't work. And they break up with you. You get your mm-hmm. heart broken. They cheat on you. You know, you're stunned. And because that's kind of what it was. It was stunning fashion. It wasn't like the slow methodical breakup where, Hey, we grew apart. This shit was, you walked in on the person you are in love with cheating on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was sudden and dramatic. That's how the Bills lost in the playoffs. They use a really bad love analogy. But my, my point <laughs> it's is Valentine's Day is coming up, so it's yeah, great. I'm ruining Valentine's Day. I can't do a podcast <laughs> intro. This is awesome. But <laughs> but my point was this, Joe. Some people, some people will take that breakup, will take that heartbreak, and they'll move on, man. They'll be fine. They'll meet someone else. They'll be happier. They'll work on themselves. They'll come back stronger than ever. Then there's people out there who get their heart crushed and they don't recover. They're never the same again. You know what I'm saying? And there are people out there like that. And uh, I might be one of them. It's getting real, real. (laughs) It is. But I'm being serious, though, in a way. I am trying to be serious here. I'm concerned about the Bills' ability mentally to be able to bounce back from, again, we talk about it on this podcast. Everyone talks about it on podcast, talk show, radio, newsprint, television, whatever. We all know about the 13 seconds. How do you think the Bills feel knowing that they should have won that football game, knowing that they had the Cincinnati Bengals at home, basically getting to the Super Bowl 
with no disrespect to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are a very good football team, man, but this was handed to them on a platter. And they know you don't think the players know that more than anyone else. Getting over that might not be so easy, especially if things get rough next year. You know, you're gonna you're gonna go through a lot of peaks and valleys, and you do every mm-hmm. year. Are you do you think it's legitimate for them to be mentally concerned? I mean, and these are grown ass men, professional athletes, but they're heart they're heartbroken right now. They have to be. Yeah. I I think if they weren't, then that that would be upsetting because then that's that's the that's the that's the mercenary mentality where it's just like whatever <laughs> I, I got paid it's fine like, right. yeah we lost yeah whatever who cares it's fine like if anybody feels like that I, I would imagine McDermott's already sniffed them out and probably probably told Bean like you might want to send this guy out the door might be a good idea but um, I mean it, I, I think it's something that's you got to have it in the back of your mind I th- I think that's I mean, as far as like a fan's perspective on this, if you're if you're looking at it, it, it's in the back of my mind wondering, okay, you know, is this something that's gonna is is this gonna stick with them, or is it just something that like the off season, you know, will go on? Hopefully, these guys don't watch the Super Bowl because then you know maybe that's maybe that's not the best way to treat it, where it's just like you know you just try to like wallow in your misery or something like that. But um, to me, that's I don't think that really becomes a topic until things get hard you know um if they hit a you know if they hit a losing streak at some point next season you know or if you know if they start off kind of kind of slow and you know say mm-hmm. they start off like two and two or something like that or two and three then you're thinking like oh man last year was their chance and they blew it like then you're thinking like okay maybe that maybe this is an issue maybe this is something you got to worry about but until until honestly it sounds weird to say this, but until they hit another hard road, I don't think you have to worry about it because the, I, I think they're they're good enough. And they, and I think they know they're good enough, which might be a problem unto itself, you know, where you, you get a little bit too high on high in your own supply. But um, hopefully I would hope that they got a little bit humbled out of that. I mean, the whole thing a couple of years ago was humble and hungry, and I don't think they were very humble all year, but um but I, you know, you go through something like this. I, I, I would hope it would snap you around and like get you to sit up straight and say like, okay, well, that was not the lesson we wanted to learn. Let's let's go from there. I, I think if you if you let that bother you for, you know, into next season and beyond. I mean, if you're letting that affect your play, I, I don't know. I would I would talk to a sports psychologist at that point, but. Um, I mean, apart from that, I, I don't worry about that because the questions about that they're going to happen they're going to be on national TV enough next year that those questions will come up probably every week, you know, just in the, just not even like for tele, you know, for, for, you know, recorded interviews, it'll just be like in a casual conversation that these guys, you know, the, the broadcasters have with these guys on the side where it's just like, Hey man, you know, it's kind of rough last year, right? It's kind of a bad way to end. And they'd be like, yeah, 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 all right. Enough with that. Hopefully that's the kind of thing that that lights a fire under you to say, be like, I don't want to deal with these questions anymore. Let's go win instead. You know, instead of just sitting there being down in the mouth and just saying, no, man, I can't believe we still lost. Like, man, like at some point (laughs) to go with your breakup theme, you got to you you need they need they need to be the guy that that just, you know, you sit down, you get a little sad or the guy or girl, whatever. Hey, either, you know, everybody gets sad. It's fine. But like, you don't want to be the person sitting in the, in the, sitting in your house or your apartment with the shades drawn, listening to sad music, 
and just just being miserable the whole time because if you they start next year with that kind of mindset man they're gonna get rolled like yeah. that, and that's you know snapping out of that's gonna be real hard but like you know just sit with it deal with it don't get over it i'd say you have to you have to let that lesson stick with you but like you know you, you gotta you gotta go out and and get in the sunshine you know smell smell <laughs> smell the fresh air see the birds listen to the birds sing you know right. life life continues well again you know the, the biggest concern, and I don't have a list in front of me, but I, I will say now the Chiefs have been in three straight AFC championship games. Obviously, the Bills went to four straight AFC championship games, and they won all four back in the day. I don't have a list in front of me, but I know there's not a lot of even repeat two times, let alone more than that, teams that have lost in a championship and gotten back. And part of the reason has to be mentally, you know, the impact that that can have on a team. I will say, though, if you look at it, from an optimistic point of view, the best thing about the Buffalo Bills this past season, when did they play their best football? It always seemed to be when they were counted out, when they were the underdog. You know, they lost in New England at home. Then they lose in Tampa Bay. They had lost two straight. What was everybody in the national media talking about all week? The New England Patriots says, the Patriots that, the Bills played in New England after having losing at home a couple weeks before that. Essentially, that was for the AFC East. The Bills had that underdog mentality. They went out and they beat the shit out of New England. And then they played really good football all the way up until the last 13 seconds of, uh, the, you know what? I don't just want to, hold on. Let me be careful with that. They lost the game because of the last 13 seconds, but yeah. they didn't play 59 minutes and, and 47 seconds of, of, of good football, by the way, no. that game. They, they they played very, very iffy. But end of the day, they played good enough to win and they should have won. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, my point was, they played their best football kind of like when they were underdogs. And it's kind of been like that for a few years now. I remember thinking as the Bills were starting to get good, I'm like, you know, I don't like this. I don't like the national media praising the Bills and picking them to win all the time and going to the Super Bowl. Kind of like it better when they were the underdog almost, you know? And um, I don't know. I, I, I am <laughs> I'm just concerned about the mental aspect of it just because we've seen it happen so many times. But uh well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get you upset because it, this made me bring up like just the AFC Championship game lists, um, the the list of like the all time AFC title games and like who made it and like never like who made it to that game lost it but like never could get through it. There's quite a few teams through history that that's the case. Um, yeah. You know, like go go back to the late seventies. The, the Oilers did it two years in a row. They lost to the Steelers in the title in the AFC title game. They you know, Oilers obviously never made it to the Super Bowl. The Chargers the next two years did it. You know, lost to the Raiders, lost to the Bengals. They, you know, that team with you know Dan Fouts and Winslow and those guys, like they didn't make it. Uh, the Cleveland Browns of the '80s. Bills fans know all about them. They made it to the AFC title game three out of four years, and yeah, lost wow. to Denver three freaking times. Like, I mean, it's you know, like like what do you like, what do you do? Even the, the freaking New York Jets, two, oh nine and ten. AFC title game two years in a row lose, you know, like Mark Sanchez took Mark Sanchez and Rex, Rex freaking Ryan, get them to the AFC championship two years in a row. Like, all right, man, cool. But like, I mean, you know, like that, that those things happen, but like, I, that's what, I mean, that's where this next season is a big test for the bills just to see where they, where they check in. All in because gotta be. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, you can't sit there and like piddle around and say, like, ah, well, you know, 
if we don't get them next year, we'll get them the year after that. Like, no, no. NFL, of any of the leagues, of any of the leagues, any of the pro sports leagues, the NFL is the only one where you don't say like, ah, well, we can get them again next year. No, man, too much weird shit happens. Like that's, that's how that works out. And you can't, you can't sit there and, and say like, well, you know, we're very confident in the way we're doing things here. We feel like we'll be there every year. Like, no, <laughs> you don't control fate. You don't control weird stuff happening. You don't control what other teams are doing. Like you can only worry about yourself. So make sure yourself is in the best position to do it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Go on. Yep. You know, you're they're at a They're at a spot now. And like, honestly, with McDermott and Bean, if they, you know, if they lose in the second round again next year, yeah, you know, you got to start asking questions about like, okay, are these guys, can these guys hack it? Can they do it? You know, I mean, certainly McDermott, win. McDermott for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, the bills don't get to the AFC championship next year. Sean McDermott. I think he enters hot seat territory for sure. One last thing about the bills. I want to talk Sabres here, but this year's draft, this past year's draft was designed for the future. And I mean, it's not even a debate. They drafted Rizzo and Boogie with the first two picks when they already had Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes, you know, and AJ Epinesa going in the year too. These were guys that Rizzo impressed very early on and he ended up having a pretty big role on this team. Well, a decent sized role. Early on, he played really well and he kind of tailed off a little bit, hit that rookie wall. But anyway, those picks were designed this past year for the future. Spencer Brown in the third round, I'm telling you now, the Bills had no intentions on playing him and him becoming such a vital part of the offensive line as a rookie, which he did, and, and good. I mean, it, it was a great pick, but it wasn't designed to be that way. Mm-hmm. This year, uh-uh. Again, I don't even want draft picks if, you get a, if I have an opportunity to go get some really good veterans that are going to help this team right now. But that first-round pick, man, you, I don't want to look towards the future. I want to look towards 2022. And, and they, they just need a couple more impact players. They got everything else. The Sabres don't have everything else. They're on a break. Well, actually, they're not on a break. People are listening. It's Friday. So they had a game Thursday night again. We taped this beforehand, so we don't know how that played out. What I did want to ask you, though, so on your podcast, Maintenance Day, this past week, which dropped last Monday, you and Lance talked about Lance Lazowski for the Buffalo News, of course. You guys kind of went over, like, mid-season or, you know, the first half of the season stuff, biggest surprises, disappointments and so on and so forth. Good episode. Make sure you guys go check it out. But specifically, when it came to your biggest disappointment, and you guys both each name one, you name well, not necessarily a disappointment, and you kind of elaborate on that, but mm-hmm. Victor Olofsson was your guy. Uh, talk about him a little bit and why, I mean, be beyond the obvious, not scoring any goals, yeah. he's kind of been, you know, to, to some extent, at least this season, a uh, a disappointment, to this it's- point anyway. Yeah, it's his, I mean, I, I love Victor. You know, I, th- I think we've made that pretty clear on, on the podcast where, you know, Lance and I are big fans of Victor personally and definitely as a player. Sure. Um, but it's been, he's a, he's a guy that, that, that my worry was that like, if he ever lost his shot, can he still, can he still get it done? Can he still score? Can he still be a big help to the offense? And this year he lost his shot because whatever the soft tissue injury that he's got that he had may still have, who knows, you know, the, the magic of the, the Sabres medical staff, who knows it's, um, you know, that's, it, it's something that I would guess is still nagging him based on, you know, how he's looked shooting. But like, if it's not nagging him anymore, he has, he's lost his confidence. And honestly, I don't blame him. Like, I mean, I would too, if it's been 
that long between goals and you know if my shot was not doing what it's supposed to do and if i'm still fighting through something or dealing with something that's like not allowing me to be the player i'm supposed to be you know that that would be like that would bum me out forever because it's like man like his his shot normally is a top five shot in the nhl i've I've said this like from the get go with his career, like the, you know, from seeing him in Rochester and, you know, coming up into Buffalo, I was, you know, I told people, I said, his shot, wait till you see it. And people was like, what do you mean? It's just watch him shoot. You'll understand. And like people, people started going, Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, but he doesn't have it right now. You know, the velocity is not there. The location isn't there. Um, and it's it you know and like Lance and I talked about it's it's a question of whether it's the confidence or if it's his physical ability right now or if it's both, and it's disappointing because you know he's he has paid he's paid a pretty good amount of money it's you know four four and a half million a year it's a lot of money you got to score goals like that's that's your job your job is to score goals but you know if you know if he doesn't have it going like it's affected the power play you know he you know, scoring at five and five was already kind of an issue for him but like now it's a now it's a huge issue because his defensive plays kind of suffered for it too so there's a lot of there's a lot that's going on there and i just i i feel for the guy because i you know he's it's something where until the end of the season when we find out you know what guys were hurt or whatever you know we won't we won't know anything until something happens or if it's the end of the year but like if i had to if i had to throw if i had to bet a hundred dollars on whether he you know he's still dealing with something or not i would say he is like that's, you know, I'm not going to bet the house on it. I don't, I don't own a house. I don't have that much money to throw around on stuff, but like, but if it's, you know, if, if we're, if we're doing that, like I, I would guess he's still fighting, fighting something and it sucks because it, it it's, it's not really. And I mean, the Sabres have had so much stuff that like, they don't really have a great idea of how their team can look playing all together, everybody at once. Um, but like, even with, you know, some of these other guys getting back in the lineup, like Olafson playing at, whatever speed he's at right now, 60%, 70%, whatever it is, it's not the real guy. Like that's, that's not how it works. You know, the team needs a guy that can shoot from, from those spots on, on the side, you know, by the half boards on the power play. Like he's, he's the guy that does it. Like Tage tries to, that's not where Tage is best. Like, I mean, he's, he's got the shot for it, but it's not as accurate. It's still, it's still a hard shot, but like, it's not Olsen. Like that's, that's the guy you need to, to be that threat over there, that Ovechkin Stamkos type of guy. But, um, but it's it's disappointing from that aspect. It's not the disappointing in the in the mad kind of way where it's just like, Jesus guy sucks. I can't stand it. It's more like the it's like, oh man, get it together. Like I hope hope he's okay. Get you a couple goals. Get the get the monkey off your back and and see if that see if that fixes things from there. Because if there's something that's gonna help everybody get an idea of what this team could be like next year and you know, maybe even a year or two after that it's seeing what he can do because right now they, they need a guy like him to score goals because they don't generally have a guy that's, that's able to do what he does. Let me ask you this as well too. So we're now into the second half of the season and what are like, what, what are one or two things that you think fans should be most focused on, which is kind of funny. One of the things I was going to ask you about specifically, but it's kind of been answered today on Wednesday was UPL returning, what we would see from him and who knows that might change, but at least for right now, he was sent down the Rochester. So that kind of 
has been answered. But if, if you're a Sabres fan right now, and again, they said, what do they sit like fourth from the bottom of the standings? Who gives a shit? All right. We talked about this last week. They're not finishing dead last. Montreal, Arizona is going to have that covered. And they're probably going to be somewhere right around where they are. They ain't making the playoffs. They're not quite at the bottom. We kind of know what they are record and standing wise in the, you know, in the league. But as a fan of the team, what are like one or two things over the rest of the season that you think fans should be looking for the most? Uh, I think what you want to see, I think you want to see Tage continue to, to continue to do what he's been doing all year. I think you want to see him get 60 points. I think that's, that's a huge thing because I mean, it, it can't be under, it can't be stated enough how out of nowhere what he's doing this year is because this is a guy who was basically, he was basically, you know, he was playing fourth line for Granado at the end of last year. Like there was just like, what are we going to do with this guy? We have no idea. It was in, you know, they throw him at center this year because it was just like, we've tried everything. Well, screw it. Let's try this. Well, <laughs> okay. turns out it works. <laughs> um, but I, I would love to see what he can, what more he can do. I want to see. I, people are a little bit bummed about cousins production, but like he's still on pace for like a 20 goal, 40 point season. I would love to see him have a have a big blow up at at some point this year. Just the you know the goals start going in, the points start piling up. I want to see that happen for him because his play has been excellent, and mm-hmm. people don't recognize it unless there's points on the board. And the points are you know they're whatever right now. They're not bad, but it's like you're looking at that going like, man, this guy's a first round pick. What the hell's going on here? But um, but I I want to see Cousins get you know get on a heater at some point and just kind of keep that talk silent and then everybody else can appreciate what he's been doing all year because he's genuinely been one of their best players this year. And, you know, Tage gets all the attention, which he should get because that's, you know, that that's turned into a freakish story, but cousins has been great. He's been absolutely super. And you know what Krebs, let's see more what he's got. Let's, you know, let's, let's see how that works. Let's, you know, get Casey back in the lineup soon and hopefully he stays healthy the rest of the way because they need to know what he can do. You know, he's only played seven, eight, nine games or something like that. Like, and it's three times. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just shit luck. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, what it goes, you know, the, whatever the voodoo curse is that's, that's on the trainer's room in the, in the key bank center. Maybe it's just the key bank center in general that's just haunted. But, (laughs) um, but like, you know, get him, get him back in there and see what he can do. Let's see what, what, what else Darlene can do. I know that's becoming a bit of a hot topic. Um, with, with him, I want to see Darlene and Yoki Haru split up, but like they need another right-handed defenseman to really make that work. So they're kind of caught, you know, caught in between there. So that's that's rough. Um, and I want to see UPL back up. I want to see him back up with the main roster. I want to see him play in NHL games. And to do that, I think you, I think your best move to free up a space in goaltending wise is to trade Craig Anderson. Uh, because he's the veteran guy. He's, you know, he's 40, you know, 40, 41 years old. Like, yeah, it's fine. But like goaltending's in a dire need around the league. Like either, you know, guys aren't playing well or, you know, you just, they just need some insurance because COVID injuries, everything, you know, crappy play, whatever. Anderson's a pretty steady Eddie dude. And if somebody needs a little bit of help, he'd be the perfect guy to throw in there. And, and, you know, if I'm Adams, I'm floating that I'm floating his name around out there. Of course, that's, you know, if Anderson wants to do that, I mean, if he wants to stay in Buffalo, then 
all right, try to tease people with Dustin Tokarski, I guess, but like, um, but I want more of UPL. I need, I need to see him play in NHL games. I don't really, you know, give him games again after coming back, you know, after getting over being hurt, but like get him back in the NHL when you can, because he was showing, he was showing he was playing pretty damn well. And I want to see that. I want to see him get back to that at that level, because at the AHL level, like just for games purposes, like that's fine. And in playing minutes, like that's fine. But like, I need to see him against the best of the best because he's already shown he's done well against that. So those those are the things I would want to keep an eye on the rest of the way, just because it's more like, those are the things that'll keep you going for next year. It's so funny to go from the bills where it's like, no, now, now, now they got all in, all in, make trade, trade your first round pick. It's like, like, well, maybe they'll make the playoffs in two years. That'll be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but like, that's the honest scale for them. Like you, you can't set that, like that bar was set for them to be maybe a playoff team for like the last five years. And it failed, you know, it failed in many different types of ways. We don't need to go over that. We've done it a thousand times, but like, you know, Sabres, like it's, it's all about setting the table for the future because they got, you know, the, the prospect pipeline is looking pretty good right now, which, you know, I'm going to, I think I might be beating you to the punch here, Pat, but like, this is something I'm going to get into. I I got into on noted hockey was, was talking about how people are done talking about prospects. Like they just don't want to hear it about it anymore. It's like, the promise of what's coming next has been has been abused by by the team and like you know that's that's their own fault and you know listen fans are tuned out about just about everything about this team which again don't blame them but like you can't sell people on like well this guy you know Owen Power's coming he's gonna be great Ooh, Ryan Johnson's coming he's gonna be awesome like people don't want to hear it like they're just like whatever just just show it to me just just please get up here and be good that's all we care about <laughs> yeah and I'll tell you what, everyone go check out Noted Hockey, Joe Yurden, Substack. Good stuff there. And <laughs> your Sabres take with the Bills, I never thought of it until you just said it. But, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of thinking in my mind right now is maybe the Sabres are where the Bills were in 2017 and not the playoffs because the Bills had freakishly made the playoffs in 2017. They weren't a playoff mm-hmm. team, but they made the playoffs. But my point was going in the next year with 2018, you know, with Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds, and then, you know, the next, Ed Oliver, that the young plate plate pieces started to come into place, and maybe we're finally seeing that with the Sabres. I would say that would be my most optimistic take, if I yeah. could. Uh, yeah, it, and you know what? It I think this the way this is playing out for the Sabres is probably what would have been a more, I don't know if it would have been a more healthy way for the Bills. Like, if they had missed it, if they had missed the playoffs that year, because remember, the, the year they made it with Tyrod, they got back to the playoffs. They were everybody thought the Bills were tanking that, like in that season, because people had them and the Jets pegged as like two of the worst teams in football. And then the Bills just like you know McCoy started running like you know started running really well. Then you know Tyrod was playing well, the defense played well, and then suddenly it was like oh they're in a wild card spot. And then yeah, you know that's when the Peterman game happens because that was the plan, that was the process because they wanted to, they wanted him to play because they thought they were going to be bad, and then then things change, but like that threat won't happen with the Sabres this year. Like they're not going to, they're not going to catch a heater to get into playoff position. Like they, there's not right. going to be that threat right. Of that right. this year. Like they're, they're going to have a top five, definitely a top 10 pick, but maybe a top five pick in the draft, which cool, like get another great player. Like that's, that's, that's a, that's a good thing. Add another great young player to the mix. If he's, if he can play him right away, cool. If not, no pressure. They've got enough guys. <laughs> like, it's not like it was in the past, like seven, eight years where, you know, you're forcing guys into the NHL. They don't necessarily have to do it. They haven't done it with Jack Quinn. I mean, 
Quinn's, I mean, Quinn's been cursed this year with, you know, with you know, uh, mono and injuries and all kinds of crap, but like they didn't, you know, they didn't force him into the NHL last year and they haven't, they didn't force him in this year. And, you know, uh, you know, when he's healthy, I want to see him back up. I want to see, I want to see him stick around for a bit and see what he can do, but they're not forcing the issue. They don't have to like, that's, that's the, that's the great position that they're in. They have zero expectations. They they're, they're bad enough that people are just kind of like, all right, do whatever you got to do. And it's a developmental year for all these guys. Like just take advantage of that. The difference between now and the last say five years with the Sabres. And you can tell by my de- demeanor from just a year ago, I'm all right with the Sabres right now. I'm not mad. I'm not mm-hmm. angry. I don't loathe them. A year ago on this podcast at this time, I was teeing <laughs> off on them like never before. I absolutely hated the Sabres. I wanted Jack Eichel to get traded because I was like, he doesn't deserve to have to be here. Sam Reinhardt, all these guys. I'm like, they have a lot of good players. Why does this team suck so fucking bad? You know what I mean? It was frustrating. <laughs> and, and I was at the end of my rope as a Sabres fan. I hated the team. I remember saying on the podcast last year, I hate the Sabres. I said that I hate the Sabres. I don't hate them anymore, though. I'm all right with the way things are going. Let me tell you, if you want to talk about an all-time segue about hate, I hate the Sabres. Dude, starting five draft this time. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to say you hate me or you no, hate doing the I drafts the, now? Well, let's just use a Bills term here. I hate the process. Okay. I hate it. All right, so let's go to last week. All right, so last week we did board games, and it was – uh. <laughs> It wasn't pretty. Well, let's talk about this, though. Right. So yes. first, let's go over um, who we picked. You drafted Scrabble, Monopoly, Chess, Battleship, Yahtzee. I selected Clue, Stratego, Trivia Pursuit, Connect Four, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Operation. Final score: Joe seventy six percent. I had twenty four percent. By the way, this was one of our, um, th- this category drew a lot of interest or a lot of votes, well over yes. a thousand votes. This was fun. I-, I will say this before we talk about the score and any of that stuff. I will say this last week's draft was fun. I enjoyed mm-hmm. doing it. People had a lot of opinions. It went, the, the feedback for you was really good and <laughs> it was fun. I have, all right. So, <laughs> if you remember last week, folks, if you're listening, I know you remember, Joe. Yes. I lost 76-24, okay? And, and I want to be clear. I won of one. But if you remember, I drafted with the last round pick. I took operation. And then almost immediately after, I even jokingly said, I want to take, can I have, take that back? I want to take risk. And sure enough, over the next two days, once we put that poll out, of all the categories we've ever had, mm-hmm. I think, more people talked about risk not being on there than anyone <laughs> that we had ever, ever previously done. We both got yelled at about that. Like, how does neither of you guys pick risk? And I explained why I didn't. And it was because you picked Stratego. And I was like, listen, I'm I'm not going to counter, you know, one like hyper strategy game with another one. I'm just like, I, I just like felt like a dick move. Like, it was just kind of <laughs> like felt like a dick move and like a waste of a vote, even if, you know. Listen, risk is an awesome game. We discussed that. Like, we don't even we don't need to get back into last week's discussions. But like, 
people killed for that and and settlers of Catan as well like those are the two games people just screamed holy hell out of Matt i don't even Bovee. know what that game was i don't even, yeah oh, matt bovey's matt bovey started that shit yeah yeah I, 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 <laughs> he loves Catan. he I know, absolutely loves I know. it but like and a lot of people apparently do too i don't even know what the hell it is it's a great game let, but let me, it takes forever to set up like and it, it i mean it takes a while to play not like monopoly <laughs> wild but like if a, if a game takes you like 30 minutes to set up the board, like just get out of my face, please. Just that's enough. Like, let me tell you the best. Call tweet. me when the game's ready to be played. Then we'll play. <laughs> let me tell you the best tweet. Now we get some good tweets, some good reactions to some of these. And I don't look, if you're going to come at me and, and insult me, if, if it's funny, I'm going to laugh along with you. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty self-deprecating myself. And I certainly could take a good rib. I could take a joke or maybe sometimes it's not a joke. They mean it. And I'm just like, all right, well, well, all right, you're right. This guy, I don't even know who the hell he is, but Sean Balkin, he, he wrote this. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. He said, and I quote, take an operation instead of risk is your personal version of 13 seconds here. <laughs> now, I don't know if I would go that far. Mm. I will say this, though. 76 of 24 was the count. I do think that taking risk or not taking risk over operation mm-hmm. probably cost me 10 to 15 points minimum in the poll. I think if yeah. I took risk, I think you still win, but I think it's 64. Way closer. I, I, think, it's, it, way, I, I think, think it's way closer if, if you have a risk. We got crap for like taking not games that were board that weren't specifically played on a board. Like people were giving giving you crap about Connect Four. I got crap about Yachts. I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. The podcast taping this week. Caitlin Perino, Matt's wife, who joined us for uh, the show in Imperials, she said, "Is it?" And John Scott agreed. Is it really a board game? Like, well, on, it is to me. So it's a home game. <laughs> you could just call it home games and then just tell everybody to get <laughs> off her ass about it. Because, but because then if we, if we just, I mean, that's probably our fault, but like we just called it home games. I would have picked Uno. Yeah. I, 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 I said, I, I definitely said I would have picked that's Uno a card at some game, point. Though. Yeah. And we right, got that's, a Rummy and 500 gin or gin and all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. Now, this week, I'm looking forward to this. All right. This one mm-hmm. is going to, this one is going to be, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I will tell you this. I mean, they're the freaking Beatles, man. All right. They're the greatest rock and roll band of all time. They're the most famous rock and roll band for sure of all time. And before we even draft, I looked up a stat that I got to share with you. If people out there, you younger people who really don't know much about the Beatles, let me offer you some statistical perspective right here. All right. The Beatles had 50 songs in the top 40. Let me repeat that. 50 songs in the top 40, 37 songs in the top 20, 31 top 10 hits, 29 songs that hit the top five in 20 number one songs, man. 20 number one hits from the Beatles, 50 songs that charted. You got to be freaking kidding me. So we're going to draft 10 between the two of us right now. There's going to be a lot of really good Beatles songs that we don't get to. And we're going to get a lot of shit for it too. Probably. Our our picks are going to get absolutely skewered. No matter because listen, it's the most, music is the most subjective thing in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, no matter what we pick, people are going to be like, how come you didn't pick blank? Why not blank? It's like, I could have, and it would have worked out (laughs) fine. Get off our ass. Everything we do subjective, Joe, but by by the way, one last thing, then we're going to get into this draft. It's become, I, I showed you on Twitter today, somebody was busting my balls that had nothing to do with our draft or even my show. It was about wings or something, and they came at me. I've become, so I've been doing this podcast now, folks, for come next week, literally four years. We're at 416 episodes. 
And my identity after four years is becoming the guy who gets the shit kicked out of him pretty much every week <laughs> in the 75 draft by Joe Yernan. That's my that's my fucking identity now at this point <laughs> of the podcast. So I, I, I got to live with it. We need new wing places to open in the city for you to get back on the horse here. Either that or you got to refresh your rankings and, and try to get back, get it back, you know? All right. So I got my Microsoft Word uh, document open here so I can kind of write these down as we go along. My mouse is screwy, so hopefully it'll okay. screw things up. Uh, by the way, about 25, too, so. about 25 minutes ago into this podcast, I thought I accidentally shut off the, the live recording of it, but oh. fortunately I didn't. This my, my mouse is just completely messed up. But anyway, all right, so... I, we talked about this briefly on air. I've more so than any other category. I am completely intrigued by what you're going to do with the top pick because I usually have some kind of idea. I legitimately, truly have no idea right now who you're going to kick this draft off with. So let's find out, man. You're up first. Who do you these, got? The, I'm telling you, the, these are the categories we got to keep doing. Are ones where we just have no idea where the other guy's mind is at because we do right. movies and we do some music stuff, and it's like. I, I, I think got I got a, you figured out. Right I got now. a clue. Right. Yeah, I right. agree 100%. You know, like I I know your favorites. I I know I have an idea of where you're going with stuff. So I can I can strategize. I ain't got no clue. More games <laughs> I had no idea what you liked. I figured all trivia games would be done for you and like you took trivial pursuit so I was like fuck there goes that one. Yeah. But like but this bad no idea. We've never talked Beatles uh ever. No. So never. I don't even know I don't even know what direction you're going with, but nope. I'm going to start it with uh a song off my favorite album, Abbey Road. It's come together. Okay, good one. That's my. That's my. Is there really any bad ones? That's no, there's no bad ones. There's, unless you, unless you, well, <laughs> why I can come think together? of a couple of songs where I'd be like, "What are you doing? Are you throwing this? Like, are you throwing this if you take that?" But like, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, come together. That's that. That to me, I mean, listen. There's 900 other number one picks in this draft. So like. Let's let's not let's not overanalyze why we're right, picking exactly. these songs. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, that could have been one of my 15 that I would take. All right, so I got two here. Um, all right. Uh, I don't. I'm nervous Uh-oh. because I don't want to get my ass kicked. I'm overthinking it. Just man. just go with the flow, man. I know it's only the first round. It's usually the third round where I start to start to overthink a little bit. You know what? I, I'm going to pick my. Uh, I'm going to pick my favorite Beatles song, and you didn't take it. Obviously, let it be. Nice. I love that song. Number one on Billboard. It's a fun fact, by the way. I looked this up too. This was the last single that the Beatles did before Paul McCartney left the band. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Mm. Last single that the Beatles did, and then Paul Paul got out. Didn't know that. 1970, I believe it was. Uh, finished number nine that year on the uh, year end Billboard chart. I'm looking at my notes here. I want to win this. I got some notes. <laughs> um all right so let it be i mean and again there's probably five or six legitimate number one picks i could have here I'm, I'm gonna land on that i'm gonna feel good then with my next one i'm going to take a song i believe i could be wrong i know it's one of the earliest hits i think it might be the song that set off the whole beetle mania in america and that's i want to hold your hand all the hmm. way back in 1964 i looked it up on billboard it's the number 48 song of all time and look Joe, and I know you feel the same way about this when it comes to the Beatles. There's just so many damn great Beatles songs <laughs> that you could we could go on forever and ever and ever right now. But we really don't even need to explain a lot of these. Some of no. these are just songs that just kind of stand on their own. Like all three of these first picks completely stand on their own. So, yeah, I'm going Let It Be, and I want to hold your hand. That's going to put you on the clock for two. 
so I don't want to overthink anything with this. It's just, you know, it's, I just want to like, just th- have a song pop in my head and be like, yep, that's the one, but it's still like, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass myself, you know? Cause like, I, I do think there's a, people have a pecking order in their head of what they think should be like should be the ones at the top of the order. Like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Sure. Um, but there's, uh, there's, I, don't know. I, I, I see. I'm, I love Abbey road so much. I got, I, I don't want to keep dipping into the well, but like, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, man. Like you just can't like, just, we love what we love, buddy. That's right. That's right. But, um, Oh, early drama early drama yeah yeah i know um you know what mm. <sighs> frick i i i already hate this category now i i really do it's hard um it's extremely difficult jesus christ um yeah penny lane good song good song that's all that's a that wasn't like my top six Okay. Okay. But like, that's just like, I, I think it was probably, it was probably, it was like one of those songs that like John Lennon didn't like, but like it's, it totally reads like a McCartney song and it might be a Lennon song, but like it, it's, it's a great, it's a, such a solid tune. Quick fun I, fact, Joe, in Florida, when we lived in Florida, we, we fostered a dog and we weren't sure if we were going to keep it or not. Ultimately we couldn't end up keeping it, but we fostered it. And the dog's name was Martha. Mm-hmm. And when we brought it home, Aaron instantly changed the name of the dog to Penny Lane. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So I told nice. you before we started dating my Aaron is the biggest Beatles fan ever. So, I mean, I just kind of told you what she thinks about Penny Lane. She just named <laughs> a, a dog we were fostering. She changed, literally changed the dog's name to Penny Lane. So, all right. You got another one. So I, I admit I'm a bigger fan of the, the Beatles when they got, very high and weird towards the end um i i enjoyed that i mean they got away from being more of a pop band and turned into like a i don't know what it was i don't know how you would describe it they were just a they were the same band but a different quite psychedelic yeah yeah i mean the artwork was psychedelic that's for sure Sure, but uh but some of the songs the lyrics definitely were like yeah you guys were high as shit and uh one of them this one makes a veiled or obvious drug reference uh if you will it's a day in the life okay good one uh that that was from the from as young as i was and my mom like credit to my mom she was a huge beatles fan and like not not to the point of collecting stuff and like going going wild with it but like always had the radio like we always had the radio radio station on the car and Beatles, I mean, the Beatles were always on, like it was some oldie station or whatever. The Beatles are playing and it's just like, okay. And then a day in the life would come on. I'd be like, wow, what is this? This is weird. This is cool. And yeah. <laughs> Good song. Good pick. All right. So I got two here. Um, all right. God, there's so many. This was way, way harder. You could tell, by the way, by the way, <laughs> we're, we're doing this. And you could, first of all, you could tell that we didn't pre-pick these. You could tell we're doing mm-hmm. it in real time because we're struggling to come up with picks right now. We, so we maybe should have pre-picked these just to keep it, <laughs> to keep time going yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. Uh, all right, so I got two here. Uh, one, My first one is going to be Twist and Shout. Love that song. Mm. 
And I also think, by the way, I mean, years and years later, going back to the Ferris Bueller movie, the mm -hmm. scene where, where Matthew Broderick sings that, it's awesome. So that's going to be one of mine. And then the other one, you know what? I'm, I got to pick this one. Get Back is going to be the choice. And we talked briefly about a month or two ago, which, by the way, we did. We never really talked about any song specifically. But mm -hmm. you told me, it was a couple months ago, about that documentary that was on Disney, mm -hmm. that Beatles documentary. And I always liked the song, Get Back. And I remember, and, and when we when I watched part one of that documentary, actually, I never even watched the second part, but I did watch the first part. They showed a lot of the music coming together. And we and I, we saw them making, if you watch part one of that documentary, of how mm -hmm. Get Back came together. You know, just a couple lyrics here and there. And then they put the song together. I'm like, I always liked that song. And after watching that doc, I liked it even more. And again, there's so many I could pick from, but I feel pretty good about it. I know Aaron's not going to like that one, but um, I do. I like it. So I'm going to go twist and shout and, and get back. So that's four for me. You still got, well, you still got two more, right? Yeah, you've only, yes. how many have you yeah. taken? Uh, I've taken three. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, so I, get, yeah, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep up here. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to run this board here, do this podcast. And I, I think I just accidentally wrote down my two picks under your column. And again, uh, I got the well, worst mouth I, I've got, ever. I've got it written down over here, too. We can cross-reference when we get, when right, get done Well, here. I, I um, picked four, and you picked three. So now you got your last two here coming up. Yeah. And it's like, there, there's songs I want to pick just because I really like them, but I'm just kind of like, no, I still got to win the poll. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, it's that's like that's where that's that's where that's at. Um, I might have it? buyer's remorse already. No, wow, <laughs> how can get back might cost me a little bit. No, we'll see. We'll see. no way. You've got you've got the name. I only say I the... I know, but I only say that joke because I'm looking at my list of like 10 or 12, and I'm like, holy shit, this is a great song. This is a great song. This is a fucking great song, too. Jesus. Okay. Well, you you I, I think I mentioned that uh Penny Lane totally reeked of being a McCartney song, and I mm -hmm. don't know for sure. This is how big a fan I am, I guess. Um but this next, but the the one I'm picking now is definitely a McCartney song. It's Eleanor Rigby. Great song, good song. That's on my list. Damn it! <laughs> I would hope it's on your list. If it's not on your <laughs> list, I, I got questions for you. Good song. Um, see, now this is picking one out of like thirty other songs. I would love to pick here. Is that's what I'm saying? Is, it's the hard part. Like Jesus, God Almighty. Um, Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, fuck. I just every time I'm. Just, I'm gonna pick this one, and then I look at another song. I'm just, oh no, I'm gonna pick <laughs> that one. Um. No, I'm gonna stick with it. This is. People give this one crap for not totally being a Beatles song, in which I tell you, eat shit and die because it completely is uh while my guitar gently weeps it's oh my song. god that was one of my i was telling you right now i was way in two of these i was way in two of these and this was definitely one of them actually i was doing three of them and that was one of them for sure god damn it i was probably going to be the one i picked too that, that song gives me chills every time every yeah. single time and harrison's solo solos in that are so damn good that that it, it stinks that he wasn't one of the more beloved ones, like, you know, like John and Paul were like George, George's talent is obscene. He was so obscenely good. And 
I hate that he was such buddies with Clapton and Clapton, Clapton screwed him over, stole his wife for God's sake. Like, mm-hmm piece of shit he is but like oh. but man oh man it's george harrison freaking rules and while my guitar gently weeps is so good god and it's just it just every time it starts you get the piano to start and then you're just like oh okay all right we're we're in business let's go it was years later i don't remember if it was a rock and roll hall of fame show or something but i remember prince played mm-hmm. that on the guitar and i was like oh my god this is he just melted magic. everybody's face with that performance. that's absolutely majestic man it is that's Outside of Harrison, and like that's saying a lot, Prince's performance of that is second to none, absolutely second to none. And like that, that to me was like when people say, I don't think Prince is that good of a guitar player. So, yeah, well, watch this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I was gonna pick that. I have two to choose from. I mean, there's I have 25 to choose from, but <laughs> I, I have two to choose from, and oh. God, there's if I pick this song, is it a coin flip mo- kind of thing, or is it just like uh, a? Uh, I'm leaning towards one pretty heavily. They're, they're not faster. They're not upbeat songs either. Mm-hmm. If oh, I, I think there's I one think thing I, about, where, I think I know where you're going. There's one thing I hate about this song, no, but I just I love it, man. I love the lyrics. I hate the end, but I love the lyrics so much that I got to pick it. And I could be wrong, but I feel like just two weeks ago when we did overrated songs mm-hmm. i think you might have mentioned this song oh this was not one of the songs i thought you were gonna pick okay i'm i'm, I'm gonna pick it hey uh, okay. jude yeah. i'm picking hey jude now did you mention as one of your all-time overrated songs overrated doesn't I'll mean t- it's bad i'll tell you why i don't does not like, mean it's bad it's a here's great what song. i don't like about this song i don't like oh na 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 for like 10 and a half minutes it felt like at the end of the song like that shit went on forever but yeah. i absolutely Love the song. I was really stuck because I could have taken. I was thinking about yesterday. I was taking while my guitar gently weeps. By the way, um, okay. yesterday, um, she loves you. That was right there. Mm. And strawberry fields is another song that I really like a lot. I want, um, yeah. Uh, God. In uh, my life was what I was considering. In my life, because that's that's like a wedding dance song for a lot mm. of people. Even so, I, I know somebody who also. And this is really sad, but they used it for um at like a funeral as like it's just like a thoughtful thing for who died like that was a song that was t- tied to who you know mm-hmm. the person that died and i was like oh i would cry like a baby for a, a two hours straight if that if that were tied with you know in the same way for me i'd just be a wreck like that song would kill me um but i i wanted to get really weird with things i wanted to take i am the walrus that song, song. that song's absolutely insane i i love it because it's so it's lennon on acid and every other drug <laughs> just going singing insane shit and i'm just like yeah no this is this is perfect i i, I love the song blackbird but this the the song having the the bird the blackbird singing in it just always throws me off and i'm just kind of what the fuck is going on with this thing but like great song tax man love tax man I gotta, I'm, just, I'm running down my list here. A Hard Day's uh, Night was one that I considered. And mm. also, it's a, it's a quirky song, but when I'm 64, I like that song a lot. Yeah. Um, I love the song Hey Bulldog. It's a it's a dumb as shit song. I but it's it's the band being goofy in it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's got it it sounds way more rockish than other ones. Helter Skelter is another one. Helter Skelter is freaking great. Um 
somebody's going to put out a list of undrafted songs. You know that, right? Oh, somebody, yeah, no. They're, they're going to throw it right up against gonna, ours somebody's and be gonna, like, oh, yeah. my list is better. And I'll yeah, be like, yeah, Somebody's going to have a list of five <laughs> undrafted songs and neither of us drafted, and they're going to say that they're better than either of our lists. I, that's a guarantee. That's oh, yeah. Happen. Listen, I can make four other top five lists that are probably as good or better than the ones we've just made. So like, I want to know if you're thinking what I'm thinking here. I usually, sometimes I'm confident and it turns out to be a really shitty false confidence. <laughs> sometimes I know, like I know where it's headed in mm-hmm. a bad way for me. I look at this and I honestly don't know. This could be close. This mm-hmm. could be you by a lot. This could be me by a lot. Yep. And I think part of that is because I don't think either of us know our audience when it comes to this, you no. know? Like who's voting, who's interacting. We know by now for the most part who like retweets these polls a lot and who's mm-hmm. always chiming in. I kind of feel like we're getting to know them a little bit. I have no earthly idea right now what no. people are going to think about either of our draft picks here or our list, I'm, I should say. I'm completely in the dark. On the, I was completely in the dark on board games too. I, that that was highly unexpected. But like the same thing, like you could win this 90 to 10. I'd be like, yeah, all right. No, no or vice is. versa. Yeah, right. like, more likely vice versa. Like, I, I'm okay. telling you right now, you automatically get a six to seven point minimum, <laughs> six to seven point boost every poll just because I think people like you a lot more than me. So just instantly you get that. I got to overcome adversity before I even announce my first pick. See, I'm, I'm waiting for the, you're more likable. This this is is, that. Here's, here's the most arrogant thing I'm ever going to say. I'm waiting for the LA Lakers, Dallas Cowboy, New York Yankee pushback. Be like, this guy wins too much. I'm voting against him. Vote for Pat. I want Pat to win. It should be coming. Waiting soon. for that pushback to happen. You've won, you've won. It hasn't 20, happened yet. I mean, you've won 25 and 35 of these. You've won 25 and 35. And I, <laughs> and again, I won like four of the first seven or eight. So I mean, it's gotten really ugly over the last wow. like 20 or so. Let me recap. Twenty five. That means I've passed the Montreal Canadiens. Good. Good. <laughs> You're up All next, right. Yankees. Joe's roster consists of. I want to make sure I got this right because again, okay. I got this bad mouse and I was trying not to hit mm-hmm. the wrong program and open it up. Is this your way of saying well, you're trying to fix fix it in case? No, 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 no. All right, so Joe takes come together first mm-hmm. overall pick by the way. Yes, um, Penny Lane, a day in the life, mm-hmm. Eleanor Rigby, which I think is a good pick, and while my guitar gently weeps, which I think was an excellent pick. You have a very balanced. I again, this is the Beatles, Joe. There's goddamn 40 amazing songs. You can make a case <laughs> that if I said Eleanor Rigby and while my guitar gentleman we for your first two picks, people are like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So you got those at the end. That's but I held roster. myself off from taking more Abbey road. So I'm <laughs> happy. I did that. I took, let it be. I want to hold your hand. I love that song. I almost, mm-hmm. I, I would have considered that number one, by the way, uh, twist and shout, get back, which that's the only pick I regret. I fires remorse right away. And hey, Jude, if I could do it over again, I would take out, get back, and I would put in either a hard day's night or even yesterday, which I didn't even mention, by the way, honorable mentions. Mm. I like that song as well, but yeah. I didn't. So, anyway, yeah. Um, let me, let me go People, we're going to get yelled at so much. People yeah. are just going to be, they're just going to be like, you guys are idiots. And be like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's whatever. all right. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Fight with fight with my picks, please. <laughs> it is what it is. But this was on. <laughs> give Joe a follow on Twitter at Joe Yurden and uh, vote for Pat Moran. Don't vote for Joe no, Yurden. Don't, don't do that. I need to get Keep it done. Pat man. Miserable. Enough. Enough is enough. These jokes about everybody making fun of me, man. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> give me a little too much. By the way, next Friday we're going to. 
Next Friday is actually going to be the four-year anniversary of this podcast. So and a couple fun things uh, for next week. Oh, as always, buddy. I, you know I love talking to you, man. I I I, I bust balls. I joke around all this draft. <laughs> Win or lose is fun. People get to interact. You know, you know, we both feel the same way, man. As long as people are voting and interacting and having something to say, we all win. You know what I mean? So always a good time. Joe's looking at me like, no, no, I win. You don't win. You're you don't get you get a participation trophy. That's all I'm getting out of it. See, I, I have to keep beating you because you never act like you've been there before when you do win. So I gotta <laughs> gotta keep you I gotta keep you humble and hungry, Pat. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.